0: Welcome to episode 131 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, so welcome along to episode 131 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Owes. How are you going, mate? Uh, not too bad. Yourself? Actually, you know what? I'm in a world of hurt. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, You're Groaning,
1: I was, I was waiting, I wasn't going to ask, but you're groaning like a bloody grandma.
0: Well, you know, i probably hurt it more than most people who did the I Man last week at yeah. hurt. And you know why? Why? I played a game of rugby league. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. okay. I'll tell you more about it at the end of the show, but I've popped my shoulder, oh, I've yeah. pulled my quad, I've done my elbow, and I've just about pulled my other calf, so. That's why we don't play rugby that's league. Why <laughs> we don't play rugby league. Anyway, this week it's post Kona special. Uh, <clears throat> what have we got? We've got, we got a bit of news from the race, which is good. Oh, oh that's right. Sponsors. Brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Uh, lots of people loved the the coffee on the boat. And one of the sponsors of the now world champion, tribeyes.com. Tribeyes.com. And they actually have an interview on their website with um, Corey from last week. And uh, John Hancock wrote through and said it was an awesome interview. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, so check it out. Athlinks.com. Uh, for social endurance or oh, whatever. Social networking <laughs> for endurance, endurance athletes. athletes, tracking results and social needs. So, this week's show, we've got our post Kona coverage, uh, our Age grouper of the Week, high five. What's the high five on? Surviving magpie attacks. Did you get attacked? Yes. Okay. talk about that. Okay, website of the week, and lastly we've got a few questions at the end, so Kona, the big weekend John, what were you doing when the race was on? For <laughs> the most
1: part I was riding my bike back, but uh, Belinda, my lovely wife, gave me a little update just before I left um, on the swim, and it was interesting to see that the brownie was there so I kind of thought, game on for him, um, and you know, she said most of the contenders were there, but I think you know this in terms of the guys race, uh, the same thing happened as per usual, You know, there was a a few breakaways, um, and then there was the main pack. And the guys that didn't make make the main pack had a real mission trying to get back on par with them, and a lot of them didn't. I think uh, Rud Kabiki was probably one of the only ones that sort of managed to get himself back on on the pack. And when you look down the the list of athletes that um, you know in the sort of ten to twenty place, someone like Eduardo Sturler, he swam fifty four, and if he'd if he'd swum three minutes quicker, he probably would have got with a much better bike group and uh, would have finished you know well inside the top ten. So just
0: goes to show. You can okay so let's look at it. it, let's have a bit of a more thorough, of the ones who didn't make the top 10, were you surprised, like someone at like seven Bayless, do you think he would have done a little bit better? No I thought that was a, a steady race for him, you know it looks like yeah, you know, his biking is his weakness and when you look at his swimming,
1: swimming's fine, his running with a 302 that's reasonably competitive but you know when you ride a 451 versus someone like uh, Cameron Brown who's riding 436 it's just not good enough so yeah. Um, you're always going to get some surprises at people that drop out you know there's probably five of the guys you're picking to be in the top ten will blow out someone like um, uh, Marino Van Hoenacker you know he's been um, in the top six or seven for the last few years and this time he just completely blew out and uh, finished in 23rd place so you're always going to get those few but for me you know the top few guys um, weren't really much of a surprise and most of the guys in the top ten weren't that much of a surprise Um, a couple of them were so that's the old results we got there, but we'll, we'll, no, no. we'll it's, it's got it's still got Timo Brank. Oh okay, okay sorry, scrolls,
0: yeah, it's it's qualified. Um, well yeah, it's interesting. So the race so I, I pretty much watched the whole race. Mm-hmm. Um, I got up and I just after the swim, I next actually watched the swim, but then I got up and I watched right through till I went for a run when the boys were doing the run and I kind of watched right through till Alexander came home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a really interesting race. It was a traditional, you know, the bikers took off and then none of them really had the legs. It was interesting because who was it? Uh, Sadler was actually running quite strong for a while there, and uh, kind mm. of talking him up and uh, saying that you know if he could pull off a 255 or a 250, who knows? But he obviously wasn't able to maintain that pace, and yeah, it was it was kind of obvious that none of the cyclists just had the legs, you know, like someone like who was it last year who came third? Um, Chilbornson Simbali Yes, yeah, Bali was strong on the bike and just didn't have the run legs this year and you found all the cyclists just pretty much blew away and no one really held on we're going to focus
1: on the women's race in a moment but I think probably one of the interesting things for me um, and I didn't see the live coverage but was how that main pack did really sounds like disintegrated on the way, way back yeah, yeah. The You know, normally you'd expect to see that pack staying together a bit more but it really did sounds like fell to pieces and there was only well I think what happened was but, a few
0: people attacked and then yeah. others fell by the
1: wayside and then yeah so that, so that was interesting um, obviously we We've actually got an interview coming up with a guy called Phil Patterson and he sort of talks about the conditions but really sounded like the bike was, was pretty tough this year. Swim was good, very windy on the bike and, and consequently the times are a little bit slower. So let's, let's run through the top 10. Um, 10th place we had Michael Lovato, good steady race for him, 52 swim, 4.45 and 2.52. Yeah, good all so round really isn't it? Balanced all round, 8.34. Yeah.
0: Who's this next guy?
1: Next guy, Matthias Hecht uh, He was he was certainly up there for, for quite a uh, good portion of the race, um, but just faded a bit on the marathon with only a three hundred one. He was uh, in ninth, so very close there, eight thirty four. What do you think of Pots? Got an eighth. Solid, but not spe- solid, but not spectacular. Yeah. Um, swam as as per expected. First out of the swim, um, bike. You know, you, you got, got a penalty, in... I think. Oh, did he? Yeah, got okay. a penalty on the bike. So if you took that off, you know, he would have been right up there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's where bike. he got dropped from the pack as well and then yeah. he was chasing
0: all day after that
1: so I think he's, he's got the potential to win the race um, you know, he's a good runner uh, You know, t- he ran a 2.54 and, and he can improve that um, with experience so you know, good steady race um,
0: I well when you consider that yeah, the penalty is 4 minutes and then losing the pack probably cost him another 4 or 5, like he probably would have been up there with the top riders mm. which would have gotten closer to a top 3 really mm. Patrick Verne, um, one of the most consistent athletes around now. Just, just quickly on Potts. I wonder if Potts actually, if that inspired him to stay with this part of the sport, or if he'll go back to the implement because they're Potts, he's... 31? Oh, so I, I think he will and then that's the advantage of finishing
1: in the top 10 he can go right I I'll probably focus on the 70.3s and I'll just come back to Kona and give it another crack a bit yep. like what Craig Alexander does so it's a, it's a good, good thing for him finishing in the top 10 doesn't have to worry about qualifying and I think what you'll more than likely see is he'll stay focused on non-drafting Olympic races and 70.3s and he'll come back to Kona slightly better prepared next year with, with experience and uh, I'd expect him to move up the rankings maybe not win it next year but I'd expect him to move up a few places yep. uh, Patrick Vernet. Consistent, you know. Um, last year I think he was 10th, and I think he may have been around about 10th the year before, so um, moving up a couple of places. But again, as with uh,
0: Lovato, good
1: steady race, 51 swim, 442, 251 for an 8 hour 30 minute.
0: Cam Brown was, you know, it was really interesting with Cam Brown, like he had a good swim, came out of a good pack, rode, you know, he was in that main pack, and I thought, you know, mm. if he can stay, on this he's got a pretty good chance of coming off the bite because Macker had disappeared. Um, Macca had cable problems and so yep. he had to pull off the bike for that reason and so coming off the bike I really thought you know well, this could be Brown's year. I was getting pretty excited and just didn't really have the push when it came to shove really yeah. He, he got himself into contention, he did punch her on the bike um,
1: so he had to he lost time, a little bit of time oh, Did he punch her then, on the bike? Yeah but he managed to keep riding it was a slow flat and then he um, he waited for a technical official and then he um, managed to do a quick change but then he probably had to work quite hard to get back on Oh I didn't realise So he lost a little bit of time there and you know he can run a little bit quicker than that. I still don't think he would have uh, Crowey. taken Crowey, but you know, I would have thought he could have got second or third with a really good day. So yep. yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I thought this is this is Brownie's prop- best, opportunity, best yeah. opportunity he's ever had. He's mm-hmm. with, with Craig Alexander coming off the bike, um, and if he has the run of his life, he could win the thing. So a missed opportunity for him. Yeah. Tim O'Brien. Tim O'Brien got uh, DQ'd. And so oh, that's he, right,
0: yeah. So he got DQ'd because he didn't go in for his, the of, I mean, his drafting, drafting penalty.
1: penalty. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear more on that, whether he didn't go to the right tent or whether he missed it or, or quite Because you'd think you'd know to do it. Yeah, you would think so. so
0: yeah, it's not like a, you're just being arrogant and thinking, yeah. no, I'm not
1: going to do it. It's, a, it's an interesting one, and we don't know the bottom there. No. And this probably the, the surprise package of the day for, for most people was Ronnie Um, Yeah, he's won Ironman races before, but haven't really seen his name pop up too much in Kona. And he was one of the guys that came back from from a poor swim, and he would have been riding with Rudd Kabiki, and um, both had 54 swims, and then 434s on the bike, and it just came down to the run. So great race for him. Um, yeah,
0: and he's only 29, so he's got a lot
1: more years left in the sport, hasn't he? So yeah. 421.46, very close to third place. Rudd Kabiki, and good comeback from him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, he had a great run, 4:47, um, and um, coming back from a crappy swim. And he, and he, I watched the the press conference
0: afterwards, and he just
1: said he's a crappy swimmer, and that's a better swim than he normally gets. So, a good on him. Oh, well, to put
0: off a third with that swim, eh? Hey, because he must um, have to ride his ass off, eh? Hey. And l- last year he uh, he
1: walked the run. I think he did a 4:40 or something on the run. So to come oh, back from that okay, it was great. great. And most of us were picking a Nico Lanos to do some pretty good things out there. He was leading the race at one stage. Um, didn't quite have it. To, to, couldn't quite hang on on the run, but still, um, you know, moving out the rankings. And you know, again, he's a
0: potential future champion, I think. And Craig Alexander took it out. Yeah,
1: I, I thought he might have the second year Blues. I, I'm not surprised by um, him winning, but I thought he might come back and thinking, well, last year was so easy, and maybe just expecting it to happen. But it, uh, you know,
0: um, he went out there and did the business, and um,
1: just a smart race, really, wasn't it? Hey? All round mm-hmm. day. Swam well,
0: stayed in the right pack with the ride, mm. close enough in the run to read a solid run. Yeah,
1: and didn't you know he didn't get under any pressure on the run, so he would have just been able to get into a nice steady rhythm and he, yeah. he said he went out too quick, he went out the first two miles, holding five minute thirty mile pace, which is exceptionally fast. So then he just managed to just chill it, chill it down and and, uh, and actually Cameron Brown ran back up to him and they ran together for a bit, I yeah. understand. Yeah. Um but good steady race, um and if, from two attempts, you know, second and a first, you can't really Asked for much better than no, that. really really,
0: so very solid day. Uh, girl side of things. Well, oh, last week I said I don't know if she'll dominate by so much, but man, she's a legend, isn't she? Yeah. You know, like well, just you know, she, when she got let bite that puncture, ten minutes she lost, so she would have done uh, an eight fifty five. Mm. And it was interesting when, um, and and
1: I haven't really seen much debate about this, but when when Belinda said uh, I, I stopped and talked to her when I was at a place called Amberley so I was um, about two hours from home when I was riding home and she said Chrissy Welling has punched it and uh, Rebecca Keats just given her a a spare canister and I said well she's going to get disqualified and outside outside assistance and I haven't seen anybody discussing that and and, and I'm almost, you know she said oh they can't disqualify for that and I said
0: you can't get outside assistance no but can you get assistance from other athletes I don't know the exact rules yeah so maybe outside assistance means someone who's not part of the race maybe you can get it from but it would be interesting it would be controversial if they did wouldn't it
1: well, yeah, if it's in the rules, I mean, it, 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 you know... The you, rules are, John. Well, that's right. I mean, what, what's the difference between getting, you know, if, if, if What's-His-Name got penalty f- uh, for, for a drafting infringement and didn't do that, that's in the rules. I, you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah,
0: it's an interesting one and, I, and I we'll have to look into it. She so. is a freak, but isn't she?
1: Well, I think she's just going to carve herself a
0: history, uh, you know, a legacy like Paul and Newby Fraser. And, yeah, um, you know, like, be, realistically, she lost 10 minutes. If she, if she didn't lose that 10 minutes, she would have won the race by about 25 minutes. Yeah. That's yep. incredible.
1: But that's exactly what... Paul and Newby Fraser used to do every year. She'd really? just go out there and crank it, and she'd finish in the top twenty overall. Um, so, Where did Christie get overall? She wouldn't have got top twenty-nine. No. She got about, I think it was in the thirties. Okay. Um, yep. So, you know, um, I wasn't surprised by by that, and uh, and I think you know. She, She's just going to keep dominating, and, and I don't think she's unbeatable. If she has an off day, a bit like Paul and Newby Fraser, people can occasionally knock her off. But yeah. she's so good on the bike, and she can match anybody on the run. It's going to be very, very hard for anybody. Well, to beat. she's the fastest runner. She got yeah. a two fifty seven. Only just fastest. Well, you
0: yeah, come on, it's still the fastest. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so
1: it's uh, it's going to be very, very hard for anybody to beat her, and uh, pretty dominant performance.
0: Well, and, um, yeah. yeah, impressive. And you know, the females can go on for a lot longer than guys. You know, maybe she. Who knows? Maybe she'll beat Paula for- Newbie Fraser is in the, mm, the Quite possible. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really interesting. Uh, then, oh we'll go top team down? Yep, 10th. Okay.
1: So Didi Griesbauer yep. was in 10th place, 54 swim, 520 bike, 319 run, uh, 939. So she's been a fairly consistent performer over the last few years. Jenna Kerr? She is a 39-year-old pro, so Great. still uh, cranking it out. 54 swim, 521 bike, 314 run, very, very close between uh, 7th and 10th. One thing about Gina Cure, I saw her finish because I was waiting around to watch Gina Ferguson finish and she was only just behind Gina Ferguson. It was yep. uh, 13 seconds. Yeah, She came across the line like clapping and dancing around and oh, lots really? of energy and I'm like, what the
0: hell is she <laughs> doing? Get the 13 seconds.
1: I couldn't believe it and I saw it and that was one of the things I was saying to Belinda. I was seeing so many people going across the line like that with heaps of energy left yep. and I was just...
0: Okay, but wait a second! Come on, when you run down the drive,
1: maybe it boosts you up. You gotta Oh, It boosts you up, but then when you actually cross the line, I've... I've.
0: Pretty much every time across the line it's like been game game over. over. So
1: I was I am surprised I was really, really surprised by that and I couldn't quite believe it.
0: Big race for Jenna Ferguson coming in top ten in Iconov, you know, it's a pretty awesome effort, isn't it? It is awesome and a lot of people have been saying great effort by her, but
1: it's what we expected and and what I expected. But going there kind of for the first time it's very, very difficult. But she went out there and did the business. I expected her to finish somewhere around about there, but actually go out and perform first time up. She's only twenty seven I read um, a
0: race report and she was saying that she couldn't get any food on the bloom and run. She normally eats bananas and she couldn't get bananas and they couldn't understand her and that was one of the issues for her was that she just didn't feel she'd get enough nutrition yeah. and she wouldn't would have run faster but just didn't have the kick. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
1: she did lose her placing late in the run to Bella. Bella came yep. through strongly at the end of the run. Um, so good, again, with Bella, you know, you'd know, you expect her to finish there but she's got to go out there and do the business and I think that's probably the first time she's finished Yeah, in the top, top ten. Yep.
0: So that's so. a big race for her. What does it mean for someone like Bella and Regina who... I uh, know an athletes outside of Kona but haven't really got the top ten before. What does this do for their career? Well Firstly, there's pretty good prize money when you get inside the top 10 relative to other
1: Ironman races. So, you know, probably, I I haven't actually seen the numbers, but finishing 7th is probably the same as winning an Ironman financially. It also gives you that security that you know you don't have to go and qualify anywhere, but all those girls will qualify easy, but it means you can plan your year with a lot of certainty saying, right, if I'm going to peak for Kona again next year, don't have to worry about quite going and qualifying. So there's that as well. But in terms of sponsorship and things like that, I I doubt it would mean that much in terms of finishing somewhere Mm. between 5th and 10th in terms of Lifting their profile. Okay, uh, next one. Vir- uh, Virginia Um She she was right in the mix there, sort of battling out for f- you know fourth, fourth, fifth, and sixth um, at some stage. So she uh, managed to finish sixth place. So she went won, uh, Lanzarotti, I think. Um, and she's been a good consistent performer. So good to see her performing and get the, the Europeans up there. Uh, Lin- Lindsay Corbin. Bit of a surprise. Only 26. Um, and she 20 26 20- sorry I was looking yeah. at the placing out of the swim uh, so first American um, that's always a big a big thing for for, yep. for, for the eight guys mm-hmm. racing over there steady race all around 9.28 um, but big improvement for her so she'll be one to sort of watch out for or will she be another flash in the pan because you do get these guys that sometimes rock up to Kona have one good race and then you never sort of see them again yep. so, so it'll be interesting to follow her progress
0: uh, your favourite one? Erica Chimor, Chimor,
1: or whatever her, however you pronounce that, I thought she was going to get third but she only managed fourth and the reason for that was a pretty, I oh don't know, I suppose she had a, a, a fairly average swim 59 minutes, 518 on the bike, yeah. um, and a 303 on the run. So, really solid run. Um, the bike really cost her, didn't it?
0: Like The, the swim bike was always going to be average, but yeah. she, you know, like if she'd been out to ride with, whoa, Van Klerken had a terrible swim.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so you look at Van and uh, Erica uh, Chamor and Van Klerken rode together and, and wrote, and, uh, and uh, in Kona there was a 14 minute difference there. So, that's interesting. Um, Number three Sandra Wallenhorst We didn't pick her last week But I was actually thinking about her When I was riding back from Hamner um, Again Not a great surprise Because she set the World's fastest time Until it got broken by Van Clerk And the day yeah.
0: after it uh, Was it Switzerland or Austria? Austria
1: um, so no, no great surprise there. But
0: I, I'm not she sure she was a new name to the sport. Like, we hadn't really talked about her much before, had we?
1: She, she was, and I'm not sure if she's raced Conan before. Um, but you know, great performance again. You, you expect these people to perform, but they go out there and do it, and uh, hats off. Uh,
0: Van Vlurken, Vlurken. It's a shocker in the swim. That's a shocker, isn't it? Because she swam with me. We swam 53 in road. Yeah. You know, and I know Conan's a slower swim, but you wouldn't think an hour six. Yeah. So something must have happened, eh? If she lost the well, goggles, she, had, she had one. a
1: shocker in um in Elmira as well, the World Long Distance Champs. So she's gotta do something about that swimming because that's you know, if she if she up, yeah. up there, you know, she's she's still not gonna be I suppose she's probably not gonna be knocking on the door with Chrissy, but she's not gonna be that far off. Yeah. So again, I heard an interview with her and her, her boyfriend slash Advisor, coach, whatever, yeah. um, and they were saying last week, oh, you know, we'd be really happy with the top ten, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you've got to be going for the win here. Yeah, uh, and she did, and and it was close between her second, third, and fourth. So good that she hung on. Not Great race. 21. You've got to give her credit. Like it's an oh, awesome race, and she's only twenty nine um, as well. She, wow. So So, um, she, you know, I, I think she she's going to be one of the other dominant forces, but you know, she's going to have to figure out a way to to get a bit closer to Chrissy, and that's going to be through improving her swim and and. Getting a little bit of a lift
0: in the bike because,
1: you know, if you take 10 minutes off Chrissy's time, I guess she's lost seven minutes on the bike, um, and she has lost a bit more time on the run, but.
0: Yeah, she's still got a lot of work to beat Chrissie, eh, mm. based on that result. But great result. And Chrissie Wellington. The palms are obviously loving it. This woman is a freak of nature and, and I think so great for our sport right at this moment in time. It's interesting when you look at the female race, you know, the traditional, if you look at what's been happening over the last few years, people like Joe Lawn and the normal top five, Major and mm. Badman, all those people, just are no longer there, are they? Real change It's been a real regard. shift, hasn't there, eh? Yeah, big yeah. change. So and yeah. we kind of saw that coming this year, eh, because there's been so many new people coming up and doing amazing races, but as you say, they've actually done it in Kona now and... Mm. It's you know, like you know, it's, it's the names that we've been talking of over the last few years just weren't there, yeah. So, yeah. uh, I think we'll see people like
1: Rebecca Keat and Belinda Granger sort of come back and another time in Joe Lawn, but I think you know, maybe they're on the, the, you know, the, the yeah, slope yeah, a little bit, yeah. but you know, hey, they're the there's, there's still good athletes, and uh, and it wasn't, you know, Rebecca Keat, um, whether whether the rules were broken or not, um, it yeah. was a nice thing to do, and actually. Another story about her, which she's obviously, she, she seems like a bit of a Belinda Granger type, a real chatty sort of person. Yeah, a good um, chick. Person. Did
0: you meet her in Rote? I didn't. No, but no, she's a real good
1: chick. Uh, interesting. A story from Rote that she, um, uh, when I sort of crossed the line, I didn't pass out in wrote, but I was uh, I was sort of dragged off the medical you team. You weren't celebrating, were you, John? I wasn't celebrating. <laughs> I didn't leave anything out on the course there. Um, and Belinda was a little worried about me, and she couldn't find out any information about what was going on, and she'd been waiting outside for about 20 minutes. Even with her media pass, she couldn't get in. Oh, really? And um, Rebecca Keat then finished, and um, Belinda was sort of standing around, and Rebecca Keat just dri- grabbed Belinda and, and said to the officials, "Oh, she's my sister," oh, and really? <laughs> pulled her into the oh. transition area so Belinda could uh, find me. So, so that was kind of oh. nice. And uh, I've been just give her a hug. I was trying oh. to find her website because she would be an interesting interview. So if anybody knows her or knows her website, I couldn't find anything, but um, it would be interesting to hear her, her story, especially with all the um, issues with her with her ban, which then got overturned with the, the drug issues. So. If anybody knows of her, has a contact, um, flick it our way. Age groupers? Haven't had a really good look at the age groupers, and we may profile them over the coming weeks. Um, There's always some incredible performances. Um, Well, let's
0: just go top age group female, Um, that one there. Wendy Amada, 35 to 39 women's, finished in
1: 9.53, and that placing overall was 16th. That's pretty awesome, mate. Awesome.
0: Really is, eh? That's awesome. And Mm. on the guys' side, we had... Uh, is it Clement-Kemitz? Clement-Koning. Yeah. Uh, men's 30-34, finished in eight
1: fifty two, wow. Solid. That is pretty 21st awesome. overall. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Very good. So it would be interesting to see if any of those names turn into pros. And, um, um, okay, we're
0: going to chuck an interview we had with a guy called Phil Patterson. Uh, and here we go.
1: We've got some uh, live feedback from Kona here. We've got live a- feedback. I like that live live feed. As, as close as you can get, anyway. We've got Phil Patterson <coughs> from Christchurch who raced in Kona first time uh, this this oh, couple of days ago. Um, we thought it'd be a really good idea to get a first timers perspective and, and any inside goss from the race and any post race
0: So And then before we start, we actually have the camera we can see Phil, and it looks like he had a pretty big night last
2: night. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> How's it going, Phil?
2: Good, apart from feeling like crap <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and feeling very hungover, it's a family
1: show. <laughs> so obviously, um, Kona was your, your first time this year. I mean, uh, maybe maybe talk us through the, the week before the race and, and tell us whether whether there are any surprises out there or whether sort of expectation met reality.
2: Um, yeah, the week I arrived on the, in Kona, the Thursday of second of October. And it, first of all, it's very hot. Um, it, which I sort of I sort of expected it to be hot, but I didn't expect it to be quite as um, humid as what it is. Yep. And it's it's actually quite hard to sleep. <laughs> That's oh. probably the biggest thing I know. We had air conditioning, but we were trying to acclimatise, so we didn't turn it on because yep. um, there's five of us staying here. Um, and we the first the second day I got here, I went out and rode the first half of the course. And um, the winds, it's, it's quite windy there, um, so I thought, okay, this is not too bad. We then went and rode the second half of the course, um, or the back half, which is from Waikaloa out to Harvey and back, yep. and it was ridiculously windy. <laughs> um, it, was, it was gusting up to 60 or 70 miles an hour
0: wow.
2: in the crosswinds, and um, we were sort of getting blown about a metre, metre and a half across the road. And of course, yeah, I have to ride on the shoulder. <laughs> there's a rumble strip on these bridges, and yeah, it was quite interesting. So that, that was sort of I didn't. I, I, John had told me about the the crosswinds, but I, it was a lot worse than I expected. Mm-hmm. And that lived up to expectation on race day too.
0: What about like just obviously your training before the race? But what about like you know how the event was the build up and the event and the feel around the week and you know like I know the the merchandise area and stuff like that. How'd you find all that?
2: Pretty intimidating, actually, to be honest, because there's we're staying on Arley Drive, yep. and um, there would have been, you, you could not go outside any time of the day when there was daylight and not see someone running or cycling up the road. Yep. There would have been, I, I, I don't know, but it seemed like every single person was out on the road every single day, <laughs> uh, and there's some very, very fit-looking people. Yeah. And um, so that was pretty intimidating, because just everyone you see, and everyone sticks out you know, it, yeah. it, 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 there's just so many fit people here, and that's, yeah. that's sort of what I found intimidating. Yeah,
0: it's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? And
2: yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I think I saw three people the entire race that didn't have full-carbon ribs on, really? and every single person that I saw had a full-carbon bike. I reckon I saw about 6,000 Cervelos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it, was, it was actually, the amount of money that's here is quite astronomical. Yeah, yeah. really,
0: and what about like the area where you go down and you kind of meet the pros and with are selling the equipment and stuff where you think that was pretty cool?
2: Yeah, it was. It wasn't probably quite as big as what I sort of expected. Yep. Um, but it was, where they had the expo, which I don't know if it's the same spot, but it's sort of up the road from where the King K Hotel is. Yep. Um, it's a little bit, well, sort of, near where Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, as if you know, we yep. just down yep. from Java. Yep. Again, on um, just on Ali Drive. And um it was quite cool. there was one night there, the opening night, um, after the of Nations. Yep. Which was which was it was pretty cool too. Um, and there's, you know, Mark Allen's there, Dave Scott's there, Paul newby Fraser, um yeah. Melina's there, Laura Bennett, Greg Barrett. There, there's like these famous people everywhere. Yeah. And just sort of walking around and everyone's really friendly, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, great.
1: And talk us through the day, you know, um, we've sort of read the reports, but, you know, you'd been there for a week and you probably experienced some some very windy days, as you said, and maybe some calmer days. What what are the sort of, uh, maybe the swim conditions, bike conditions, run conditions, how did you find it?
2: Swim conditions were good. Um, It it had been quite swelly during the week, um, but on race day it actually wasn't too bad. You could actually see the markers fairly well. there's just so many people in the swim, though. <laughs> it's, yeah. Again, that, that's, it gets pretty rough and tumble. I, I'm not a very strong swimmer, so I stayed back a bit. But even then, you know, you're know, getting smacked around, and I punched someone. And I think I kicked someone as well. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, just one of those things is that what you find is you sort of get stuck in the middle of a bunch, and then when you come up to a marker, the people that are sort of drifted a little bit right have to then come back and left. And so then the bunch will get squeezed up again, so then you're sort of quite close. and So that was, that was a little bit hard, but the swim was cool. Um you see a lot of fish during the week, but you don't see any fish on race day. Um, but the water was nice and calm, and that was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, the bike was pretty good. Um, it was a bit of a tailwind out of town, so that was quite cool. Um, but the pack is just enormous. Yeah. it's, it's like yeah. You, you get to this point where you can see so there's a couple of, you know, you're coming downhill and there's an uphill on the other side.
0: Yep.
2: And you can probably see three or four Ks. Um, and there's just this huge mass of people you can't see an end to it there's just this consistent well you know I'm back in the pack quite a long way Uh, but there's just this massive line of people and you're two or three deep almost the entire time and you spend I spent the whole day passing people you just cannot get into clear space
0: even on the way back even in the later part of the ride you found that you're still just surrounded with people
2: Oh, on the way back. You mean after my drafting penalty? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fill I didn't hear about this.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, coming, coming down from Harvey, um, it was really windy. But it was a lot easier, I found, um, because there was a whole line of people in front of you, the wind is moving them in those locations, so you can actually predict when the wind's going to hit you. Oh, okay, yeah. So I actually found that I passed... A lot, a lot of people going up on the climb up to Harvey and a lot of people on the way that's where I passed the most people coming down yeah. um, and we started to hit the pro woman on the way down so I passed quite a few there and I was flying I was like 53, 11 I don't have a speedo when I race but I'm guessing it's probably in the 70 to 75 k's an hour I was flying down there Wow. Um, <laughs> and then I was getting a bit tired because I was sort of pushing a bit hard so I pulled in and I sort of came up behind some people and then the, the referee came up behind me and said, no, that's it, you're done. And I said, I wasn't even trying to draft. He goes, I know, but you were drafting. So <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> and was it when you did get a penalty, was it pretty clear what you had to do in terms of um, sort of the, you know, pulling over and stuff or, or how did that happen?
2: Yeah, well, they, they have um, penalty boxes yep. where you had to go and stop. So I said to the guy, OK, that's cool, no problem, you know. Um, where's the penalty box he goes oh it's on the way to town I said well whereabouts in town he goes I don't know how far do I have to ride before I get to this penalty box and so he just took off and I was going oh so then I had no idea so then I wasn't sure if I should push it hard to make up a bit of time and then get to the penalty box and then recover or what so I sort of just okay well I'll just I'll just keep riding my race and and carry on and see how it goes Um, and it was probably an hour and a half until Uh I got the penalty box because the penalty box is way back in Waikala. Right. but it was actually really convenient because I coming you sort of come down the hill to get in get to there, um, and there's a massive aid station before it. Like the penalty box is on the other side of it, uh-huh. so I come through the aid station and got like four gels, a couple of bottles, a couple of bottles of Gatorade, and got to the uh, penalty box and they ask you what what you've been done for. And so you go, I said, oh, you know, um, read drafting. And so they give you a stopwatch, and the stopwatch starts counting up. And once you get to four minutes, then you have to hand it back to the person who gave you the stopwatch, and then they let you go. Yeah. But I heard a couple of stories about people that they only had four stopwatches, and yet some of the penalty boxes had ten people. Oh, really? Well <laughs> oh, so that made average, it, it hard.
1: And what about when you arrived in there, was there a few other people in there? Oh.
2: When you, when, you arrived,
1: when you arrived there, was there a few other people in the draft box?
2: No. No, there was no one else there, so it, it was quite lucky. Um, and it was really good, so I just refueled up, just took it nice and easy, just relaxed. And um, the woman there had some sunscreen, so I got her to put some more sunscreen on, because I'd been quite badly burnt in the week before. Yeah. So I, was, I had some quite new pink skin coming through. <laughs> nice. Though. I was trying to protect that, but it, I don't think it matters how much, because every single guy, there's five guys that are staying in the unit where we are, and every single person is burnt, and three of them have got their numbers tattooed into their arms. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about the run? you find the run alright? No. <laughs> no, I, I come back from the, and coming the, the last part of the cycle, um, you're right, it does thin out a little bit but the wind is so strong that it's pretty hard work that last hour and um, talked to a few people and they said they really struggled that last hour, it's pretty hard on the bike Mm. So, but yeah, then on to the run and uh, I wasn't feeling too good, my stomach had started to revolt Um, so I was trying to get in plenty of water and I had to stop at a couple of portaloos and sort of try and empty my stomach which sort of worked but um, the run was pretty hard work it's pretty hot and uh, I get, got to every aid station and I, for the first sort of I think it's about eight miles I think out and back along Aliyee Drive yep. until you get to Plani Road then you sort of head out in the Queen K I think that does that sound about right eight miles? Yeah,
1: right,
2: yeah and um, I was walking through every aid station and um, it was so hot like getting handfuls of sponges and ice like two or three Cups of ice, every aid station sticking into my back pockets and down my back and down my front and over my head. And uh, I was, I was, in, I, I was trying to enjoy it and I was staying pretty positive, but I wasn't actually feeling that flash. <laughs> Did you get to see many boys out there
0: when you're out there racing?
2: A little bit. I, I yeah, you, know, you see them on the bike. Yep. Um, and that's pretty cool because you see the helicopter and so you. The, well, you hear the helicopter first, uh, and you see the helicopters, and so you. Can sort of anticipate where the pros are, yeah. So you can sort of prepare yourself to see them, um, but you don't see a lot of them. Like you see them coming back from from Harvey, and then you see a few on the run,
0: yeah,
2: um, going down the Queen K. Um, but because of the time where I was finishing, um, Crowley had just one, just one, yeah. So. And then so I saw Cameron Brown coming down Palani Road as I was going up it. Yeah. Um, and then you see a few others. Um, but I was actually surprised at the number of pros that were walking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: yeah. On on the Queen K coming back. Like, honest, I was, I was quite astounded. There wasn't just one or two. Like, yeah. there was
0: ten. Yeah. Just blown up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It, calm, the, they looked in pretty bad shape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've heard some pretty interesting gossip about the uh, prize giving. You want to give us a bit of feedback on the prize giving?
2: Uh, the prize-giving was very wet. It it rained. I don't think I've seen rain like that before. Eh? When it rains, it rains here.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so that was a bit of a washout. Really? So uh, we didn't actually see the prize because it was so wet. There wasn't enough space. Because it's all under, um, out in the car park, Yeah. the prize-giving. Um, so there's not a lot of cover. And so there just wasn't enough cover. So we ended up going back into the hotel. And then you can't see anything. You can't hear anything. So we just, um, we thought, oh, we'll go and try and find some after-party. So It looks like you succeeded did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's quite funny actually Because um, I'm pretty tight I don't like spending money where I don't need to And we went to this bar and they had a $10 cover charge And there was five of us and I just said Look there's no way I'm paying 10 bucks to go into this <laughs> bar I'm not paying someone money To go somewhere where I'm going to buy drinks Where they're going to make money off me <laughs> So we, refu- we refused to do it Well I refused to do it and some other guy refused to So we said okay well We heard about this party that was going on across the road and, um, But it was invite only <laughs> so one of the guys is Australian, he's a bit of a cheeky bugger, so he went across and said, Hey look, we've got a couple of mates, you know, do you mind if I um, have come over, you know, we'll we'll come in and we'll we'll liven the party up? And the the guy at the deal said, Yeah, no, that's no problem, come over. So we went over and we, we went in and we went up to the bar and said, Oh, can we have seen you know, four or five vodkas or something and a and a couple of beers and uh, <laughs> the guy goes, Don't get your wallet out, don't get your wallet out So brings the drinks over and then it was all free. It was fantastic. <laughs> nice. So we go, right, well, let's make the most of this. So not only did oh. I have to come out, we got free drinks or not? <laughs> oh, good.
1: Okay. Well, Phil, I think you'll be happy about that because um, your wife has been in a, sp- a spending frenzy over here, <laughs> and uh, you need to rein her in because she's a bad influence on somebody else's wife <laughs> who, after oh. seeing your wife yesterday morning, <laughs> went out and also went on a spending frenzy.
2: Oh, so
0: you got to live the waves. Oh, well, yeah, there's, there's a little control, bit of –
2: John, I've been trying to get under control since, ever since I've been married to it. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen in the next instant, I can tell you that. Oh, dear. I, and Someone uh, had told me that you had a green light to do some race in the future, and I was told this morning that that green light hasn't been given. <laughs>
1: well, we'll talk about that when I get back. That's okay. going to be a, a team project, Phil. You know that.
2: <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear we're, we're, we're working together on that.
1: <laughs> so, have you heard any, um, any post-race gossip
2: well, actually, I was talking to Brian Rhodes last night and I was trying to get some gossip out of him because... He's always good for gossip, isn't he? He, he, had, he? he had partaken in a number of these free beverages. Um, uh, he told me a couple of things that I don't really think I can say to him now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, one of those things, great sort of scenario. But um, I was told by his girlfriend that it looks like he's going to be spending the summer in Christchurch. Oh, that's going to Christchurch. Yeah. Be good. Yeah. Good. We can have the, yeah. The, you know, his, his, his family's from there, so um, he, he's doing that. So that's a little bit of gossip.
0: Mm. That's about
2: it. That's about it. Yeah. Um, Christy Wellington was, was was out last night. There was heaps of people out last night, like your friend, uh, Hilary Biscay, was there. Yep. There was um, Christy Wellington was there. There was heaps of pros there. It was quite cool. Yep. Um, Craig, Craig Alexander was there, um, and they had all these, they had a, like a I think It's a Polaroid camera? Yeah. You know, where they take photos instantly and then just sort of wave them around and it develops. Um and so you could take he could have photos with anyone you liked and get um you know, a little wee frame and bits and pieces, oh, so cool. it was good. Oh the party was also put on by K Swiss, so I should actually nice. say this. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, overall thank you, very much. you you know,
1: you went ten hours, ten minutes, um you're satisfied with that?
2: <laughs> Sorry, I missed that, I did my um uh, my headphones unplugged.
1: <laughs> overall you went ten hours, ten minutes, um you satisfied with that?
2: Yeah, I would have really liked to have done sub ten, um, but given the conditions and stuff, it's it, it is a lot harder race than I had sort of anticipated. Yeah. It, it's one of those sort of things. It's a little bit like the Ironman training. It's a cumulative fatigue thing. That it, it, the the sun and the heat and you got it sorted there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
1: Evans just hasn't got the studio under control. <laughs>
2: they have now. So, oh well, well. I missed that. Uh, <laughs> the sun and the heat. The sun in the heat. Yeah, the, the sun—it it all adds up on you, and because you spend—and you, then you, because you've got—you've got so much water to to cool yourself, the sunscreen gets worn off, and you get a little bit burnt and then you get dehydrated. Then yeah, you know, it's, it's just this—it just gets worse and worse during the day. Like they have a, the worst thing is they have a thermometer at the energy lab. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I had, had so much. Yeah, it was. I think the thermometer out there showed it being 105 degrees Fahrenheit or something. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a little bit overcast when I sort of had finished there, so it wasn't too bad. But I had so much ice all over me that I was actually feeling a little bit cold. But I think that might be my body getting into shock as well. <laughs> but but overall, overall, I had a fantastic day. I um, really enjoyed myself. The supporters are fantastic. And um, it was just one of those sort of awesome things to... I just kept telling myself all day, you know, you're in Hawaii doing an Ironman, that's a fantastic thing to be doing, so yeah. I just sort of stayed positive like that. and And that made things good and then I, I've always found that with supporters like because they get they get sick of everyone sort of you know head down shuffling along feeling sorry for themselves so I try and stay really positive and smile and give them a wave and thank you everyone and and they, they give you more support so then the more support you give the more support they give other people so it's just one of those sort of follow-on things and nice. it, it seems to work really well yeah. so yeah I
0: definitely yeah. agree with that awesome right. Phil,
1: well, yeah you, you kick back and have a few waters and uh and uh, we, won't, we won't tell the wife <laughs> <laughs> She'll be listening And uh, we'll catch up with you when you get back
2: Yeah that sounds good There was only, there was only one thing that was probably A negative thing that, that happened um, Was they had fizzy coke uh, They hadn't flattened, flattened the coke So I'm trying to get Because my stomach had completely gone So I was, all I could do was stomach a bit of coke But because it was fizzy I ended up then throwing up Like a foam uh, yeah. ball <laughs> So that wasn't, you know, then you know that you're going to be drinking the Coke, but you know you're going to be throwing up foam again.
0: Uh, All part of the experience. Well, thanks for your time today, and good luck with the rest of the trip home and all the rest of it, and we'll see you soon. Cool. Cheers, fellas. Fantastic. Thanks, guys that we, oh thanks Phil for that. Phil, you're a legend You're a legend, isn't it denying it uh, and, and we actually, uh, Porno was t- telling me that he was speaking to Gina and was, she was saying about the prize giving, she said it was absolutely freezing and that yeah. she really just wanted to leave and that, uh, but obviously he would go up on stage and she said by the time the guys got up luckily the speakers had blown up so <laughs> they couldn't actually do a speech and she was kind of happy with that because it was a hard day at the office <laughs> and I certainly, you know, when, when
1: both of us have been over there and raced and um, I have thought about that because the potential for rain is very, very high over there. Yeah. Um, and I thought, what, what do they do if it rains? And they obviously don't do anything. <laughs>
0: Apparently, it was huge. Apparently, it was like you your shoes. It was yeah, bad yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty chaotic. Ah, uh, uh, any other gossip you've heard of? Oh, I don't think so.
1: No, I listened to the post-race interviews, um, and nothing really sort of came out of them too exciting. So oh,
0: no. Did you hear about Did you hear Macker at all? No, I didn't.
1: But you know, from, from what we've heard, is he is his derailleur got damaged and the yeah. cable broke or something like that. And um, they said, "Oh, do you want do you want us to fix it? or take us fifteen minutes." And he said, "Yeah, game, game over." Game yeah. over. Yeah. So that that was a bit of a shame because you know he was obviously with the bunch and he would have been uh, a contender. Um,
0: totally, it would have been a great race if him and were ever gets each other again. Eh? Mm. Um, interesting, you know. I have to give WTC a plug. We're often quite hard on them, but you know what? The race coverage in Kona is great. I, I watched it. I was working on my computer. I had it to the left of my screen, just watching it all day. I will probably watch about six hours of it. And uh, you know, it's a hard thing to keep you interested in. You know, yes. and they do a great job. You know, they cross feeds and all the rest of it. They have advertising in there, but it's not over the top. And they mm. often do it in a way that mixes them with the event. Uh, they, they on, on Kona, they really deliver. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was really good, and,
1: and I thought the commentators are really good. I think yeah. Greg Welsh is excellent. Yeah, he's great, isn't
0: he? He's entertaining, but also he's got his knowledge.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. You, pretty much all the people on the panel that have there are ex-athletes who know what's going on, and, and there's nothing worse than watching a sporting um yeah, thing. Just like cr- the Olympics, and they just the, the commentators don't have a clue what they're talking about. Yeah. They're saying all the, the numbers and the names and stuff, but they don't really have a clue. So yeah. I, I agree, they did a good job. Um, the only uh, thing that I would say is... Uh, Quite a number of people, myself included, um, had the the feed crash um, when Crowey finished. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, so, I, I, didn't. I saw it. I saw it. It was great. Yeah, best no, ever. Saw, <laughs> saw, him, saw him cross, and then uh, saw I think the interview, and then it started crashing after that. Oh, uh, I suppose
0: so many people would have been watching there yeah, as well. It's a
1: hard thing. should be I should be prepared for that. But 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 I agree overall.
0: It was good coverage. A couple of funny things. I think Paul and Newby Fraser got pissed off. Who was it with? Her glasses.
1: She, she, she was doing some shocking calls on some of the people coming across the line, getting them completely wrong.
0: Oh, no, no. But someone, a, a previous winner, was talking it up and they gave each other a bit of shit. And Fraser came back at it quite quickly. You, know, <laughs> you could tell she wasn't happy about it, eh? It was good times. Oh. And uh, another funny thing was when Chrissy went to the toilet and they had the camera. Oh, come I saw on, that yeah. bit. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Just away. But, but oh, what, no. Did you see when she pulled her pants down? On the bike when she hit the penalty stop no yeah so she had the ability stop and she runs towards the tree and she's starting to pull her pants down and have still got the camera on her <laughs> and... <laughs> nice. that's probably why she was waving them away later on and on the run
1: yeah. but next year the coverage is going to be potentially even
0: better oh you want to talk about this okay yeah. so next year so one thing we've been talking about lately is getting more donations from you guys because what John and I want to do is actually get to Kona next year and uh, the objective is that we want to get there maybe five six days before the race and just get as many interviews as we possibly can in that mm. week kind of like what we do in epic camp we'd have a Kona week where every day we'd release a podcast and we'd get all the stars on and just interview like crazy. And and you know, a year further down the track, and we may
1: be in a position to do some sort of live stuff on the day. Who knows? Oh, you know what? We could things. probably do it next year, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on what kind of internet stream we get.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can definitely do live stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see, see what we can do on the day as well. So mm. basically, the deal is, um, you know, we, we are asking for donations. If anybody donates 20 bucks, uh, U.S., you're going to go on a prize draw. We're going to get a whole bunch of prizes from our sponsors. So yep. um, it's not going into our pockets, basically. It's, no, it's no, going no, into, um, into the strip over there. And uh, the reality is we don't need that many of you to donate because we know how many people are listening. And oh, no, um,
0: we need you all to donate. We, we need you all
1: to donate. <laughs>
0: but if you want to support us in there that, that'd be really awesome be and we'll have, a, we'll have a prize that obviously won't be until later on in the year but um, we want to get over there and we want to kind of be a part of it and bring as much of that experience to you guys so if you can support us in that, that'd be great mm. just another quick bit of news WTC have announced Iron Kids mm. which is basically it's a brand that's already been going for 10 years and necessarily yeah. uh, which is the food corporation isn't that's it that's what I thought yeah totally. maybe it's not but they've been owning it for 10 years and they've bought it off them mm. and uh, the, the idea is, it's a cool idea right? it yeah. is a good idea Um yeah. I'm always sceptical of big corporations, though. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: But it's great. I mean, in New Zealand, we've got a fantastic week, big series, and that's run sponsored by a food company, and and necessarily maybe the the, the equivalent sort of series over there. So interesting
0: to see them them taking over that. Well,
1: I think... They they wouldn't be doing it if there wasn't a buck in it for them.
0: Yeah, there's got to be money in it, obviously, but also it's a good thing because it gets kids into triathlon. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like... In New Zealand, I'm I'm not sure what the turnover of and the kids are moving on triathlon from the week, but kids, Very but, low, but it doesn't matter. But it sort exposes it to the main, exactly. yeah. And yeah. it's it, you know it's a good thing. And so you know if they want to make a business out of that, it, it's really good. Um, I think do you want to do with we'll it next week. Yep. Yep. Okay, uh, hot topic of the week. So oh, I haven't done my piece on this. one. have you done your piece oh, on this? Done one? my piece. Okay, you you keep talking. Well, we've we've got
1: the first, um, first. Oh, the winners, the first winners, and I'm happy for there to be. Um, what well, protest's on this because... <laughs> oh, here we go. I didn't go through and add up every single person's numbers here. So the deal was you got... I beat you, just for the record. Did you?
0: Yeah, did I you, did. Did you say Craig Alexander? I said Nicolanas and Craig Alexander. You yeah, went you, had to,
1: you had to get them in the right order.
0: Oh, here but we no, go. No, here we go.
1: So it was five points for picking the winner. No, okay, three I points for picking no, the second. In. And I got second. I'm um, you beat me. I don't know if I did. I, I, well, five points for first, three points for second. No, because you had Mecca
0: third. and Linus, and then you had some random person
1: as third. I had Potts third. Yeah. And I, but I, I almost picked the girls. I got first and second in the girls. Yeah, see, I,
0: I, I didn't pick. Take it down again. Yeah, but you changed the point system. I'm not happy with that. So
1: we had um, actually three people that seemed to tie on 13, on 13 points. So we had JJ Neely, Julian Hudson, and Robbie Elder. Um, they all got 13 points, so I think they picked... Um, maybe Chrissy Wellington, and they maybe got uh, Lanos and uh, uh, some different sort of permutations on that. So well done to those guys. Um, But if you're willing to dispute it... If you're willing to dispute it, if you think your points are more than 13, so that's five points for first, three points for second, and one point for third for both male and female, send me in your protest. Um, But I, I had a quick scan through and I don't think anybody else did. So, you guys, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. We'll get an Art of Try t-shirt to all three of you guys. Yeah, came on, I reckon. Game on. Art of Try had a great time over there at the... Um,
0: yeah, you sent us through lots of links. Eh? They actually had... Um, they've got, I've got a couple of photos I'm going to put on the website this week. Um, one of them was the banners. They had all the banners. And we got an email from a few people. We got actually quite a few emails. People were sending them through saying how they loved... Um, they could see our banners when they ran down the street, and yeah. I just felt, you know, this connection, you know, it was kind of a calling. And then we got one from Zachary Byers, and it's an Iron Man Talk pumpkin, because it's coming out Halloween. Exactly. I'm going to put it on the website, because he's done an amazing, look how good he's done. Very good work. And he's even done, like, the microphone in the background of like, the, the, yeah. the dots. And he's even done the new logo, yeah. Iron Talk. Yeah, not yeah. Iron 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 Man Iron Man. Talk. <laughs> it's sensational <laughs> work. So, um,
1: yeah, so, anyway. So we had the Coffees of Y banner there, Art of Tri banner, an and Iron, Iron Talk, talk I like the new logo, eh? Yeah, it's all good.
0: You know, I didn't do it. Who did it?
1: Um, try by skies Oh they're great. So yeah, the, the obviously those three winners, um pop me an email and uh we'll get you sorted out with a t shirt. This week's topic was um quite timely. Yep. So what what is more important to you or what do you think carries more prestige? An yeah. Olympic
0: medal or Olympic gold Olympic medal? Olympic gold medal okay. or a win in Kona. Okay. jumbo has got his piece of paper next to me, he's done his P's, I didn't do my P's on this one, so while well, Jumbo's pulling pulling Because 'cause he's got you're got the lengthy ones, mate, didn't you Bobby, the ballistic hammer. Ah, oh, the ballistic hammer. <laughs> uh,
1: as a triathlete, it's easy to say Kona is more prestigious. It's pretty much all we think about. Every one of us, assuming you're not some freak, has memories of watching the Olympic Games as a kid and dreaming of winning a medal of any colour. We can argue the merits of one format, drafting versus non-drafting, um, over an- uh, over another time. Uh, at the end of the day, representing one's country and being recognised as a gold, silver, bronze medalist touches me at least more than a kind of win, Olympic gold medal
0: without doubt. Plenty of time to win kind of later. Okay, and I'm kind of just trying to do mine right now, and I'm just gonna put up Hoover's first in front of me about Neil Olsen? Kona is the real deal, John. <laughs> right. N- unlike the Olympic racing, it's an individual sport. Kona has some drafting, but they're not within a metre of each other like in the Olympics. While I think most of them could excel at Ironman and win as they're amazing athletes, I think a win at Kona is more prestigious because it is done as an individual with little drafting over the 180Ks. Mm.
1: Stefan H, I'm going
0: to paraphrase this a little bit. He did uh, some really good points, didn't he? Yeah. If
1: the idea was to find out what was more prestigious, an Olympic medal or a, a win in Kona, I think this is pretty pointless. If the idea was to find out how ignorant we all are, it worked out a charm. Look, I love Ironman just as much as the next one. I guess that's why we all listen to IM talk, not sprint try news
0: Sprint try news Someone said you're doing a podcast on tri. It was um, Ross
1: Muir from the yeah. Camp. came on the camp. Yeah, keep, keep Does quiet. that make the Olympic distance any less challenging? Of course not. Uh, Stating the draft legal triathlon is not a real triathlon, but a swim-slash-run race um, shows a severe misunderstanding of the concept of this type of racing. Um, Kona is also not the home of triathlon. It's the home of Ironman, and and as as such, surely a mecca. But triathlon originated from Mission Bay, California, if memory serves, and a short-course event at that. Blasphemy. As far as the star factor goes, yes, to us, um, it is Dave Scott and Mark Allen, but I'm pretty sure no one outside the Ironman bubble would recognise Norman Sadler in a shopping mall, whereas Jan Frodeno is probably wearing big sunglasses and a cap every time he leaves his house. In summary, the question... I don't even know who Jan Frodeno is. I'm not, I'm not even going to comment
0: on that. <laughs> so I wouldn't notice him. Sadler, oh, I'd go up to him in a mall. <laughs> uh,
1: in, in summary, the question to me is a bit like asking if there is more prestige to win the Olympic marathon than the 100 metre dash, it's a marathon for him.
0: I'd still rather win Kona, though. Interesting. Okay, then let's go down past him because surely <laughs> you got some responses. For me, Steve Lord, the madman. Hey, 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 no, I've got him. Oh, you can't do that to me? Yeah. Okay, I'll give his. Okay, I'll do a second one after. Okay, no, how about I go, Mike Hewison. Uh, I think Stefan has summed it up best. To the general public, everyone knows that an Olympic medal, what an Olympic medal is, hence you could say an Olympic gold medal is more prestigious. Personally, endurance sports are my thing. In the heart, a win at Kona beats an Olympic gold. Does it really matter what the rest of the world think? So an Olympic gold is more prestigious, but I convert that a win at Kona more. I can, what convert? Yep. Um, and if I train really, really hard, there's a small chance I might one day achieve my personal ambition of earning a place at the start line in Hawaii. Okay. P.S. Go Chrissy. which was
1: good good. my final one's from uh, Stephen even though he hasn't given us a donation yet Madman Lord we're we're going to give him a nickname anyway But Stephen Madman Lord for me an Olympic medal of any colour is more prestigious than a Kona win Um, two reasons the Olympics transcends all sports and beyond sports you don't need to state your event just that you won an Olympic medal and people understand the prestige in that two being only every four years, Olympic medals are much harder to win. If there was an ITU long-course event at the Olympics, um, would that be more prestigious than winning Kona? I still feel yes, and if it happened, um, I wonder how much of Ironman's thunder would be stolen. Mm. I believe it would be a turn, turn the tide towards long-distance
0: athletes focusing more
1: on ITU events.
0: That's a really interesting point, isn't it? Um, mm. Lastly, I'm going to go with Robbie Alder, and he's got Kona. It will always feel like a greater challenge in an Olympic distance race, and therefore more satisfying to win, although Ironman Man should be in Olympic sport. Mm. John, your thoughts? No, Bevan. So I'm, I'm standing
1: here, and I'm saying, on one hand, Bevan. I, uh, okay, wait
0: a second. Who's what's that guy? John, Jan Frondo. Jan Who was he? He's the Olympic champion. Oh, okay. I probably yeah. should have known that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if I said to you, Bevan, next year, or no, next Olympics, um, I can you can win the Olympics, and I'll give you whatever you need to get to, to to do that. Or if you can win Kona in the same year, which would you prefer, for you personally? If if I said for
0: me personally, so I was guaranteed to win either event. Yep, but not both. One or the other. One or the other. And you'd have to train
1: the same amount. It wouldn't, uh, you know.
0: Well, yeah, okay, so you think about what will set up your career. So mm. if you win the Olympics, look at Hamish Carter. Mm. You know, so if it's purely a money thing and exposure, you'd probably go to the Olympics, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Because mm-hmm. look at Hamish Carter for New Zealand, you know, that is separate. Although, you know, if you're an American, you won the Olympic triathlon medal. Would that be so much of a thing? Probably well, I think it would be. Yeah, 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 and no, I do. Come on, not no, no, all the attention. Yeah, but not,
1: not necessarily in maybe the triathlon circles. Yeah, I think that maybe fade away a bit, but I think if you win Olympic gold in America... Financially, you could set yourself up
0: for, for life. And, and I think you would be... I, I, I do uh, I, I'd disagree with that. And If you won the Olympic triathlon gold in America, I don't think there would necessarily be... As, I think winning Kona would be just the same.
1: Uh, I'd, I'd, we'll have to agree to disagree. I think more... I reckon a lot of Americans wouldn't have a clue, maybe I shouldn't say, about triathlon stuff. And, uh, and, and, and the same in, say, the, the UK. I think... Um, yeah, most, but most Americans know
0: about Kona. I don't reckon they would. You say you do triathlon in America and they say, Oh, have you done Ironman? Yeah. Have you done I have you done Corner? Okay. you
1: corner. Well, from from my experience in, in the UK, um, you know, where triathlon's nowhere near as big as it is in, in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I think you'd probably get a little more exposure and, and be better known by Joe Public if you won an Olympic medal because they probably would never know what happened in Kona. So for me Cr- if it, I was on the BBC website, um, the day after Kona there was no mention of Chrissy. I couldn't see it anywhere. There would have been somewhere hidden behind the scenes. Yeah, because was Tim won the world championship. Oh, no, I think he, he, he'd get on there. I yeah, reckon.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, so for me, if it was about exposure, I'd go and put gold. Mm-hmm. So if it was about exposure and making money, if it was about my personal challenge that I'd want to win the most, it'd be Koenig. Right, so if, if there was no... If you know well, it depends got... on the objective of what you're trying to achieve, but if, if yeah. you really are trying to set up your life, yeah. the Olympic gold's going to give you a better return, because mm. you know an Olympic gold medal, is, and especially in New Zealand, if you win a gold in any sport in New Zealand, you set up for life. Mm. And uh, Whereas if you won Kona, you'd probably be well known, you'd get the name for yourself in New Zealand, but you wouldn't mm. get the same exposure as someone like Hamish Carter got. But for me, as a challenge, I wouldn't much rather win Kona. Mm. I think winning Kona would just be the biggest buzz that you could ever feel, you know, just... Sure, winning the podium and all that kind of stuff would be great, but just i know something about Kona and winning that race would be awesome. I know what your answer is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You'd want to win Kona too, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love to win Kona, but I think the Olympics is uh, a far bigger challenge.
0: <laughs> Do you think it's a bigger challenge? Yeah.
1: Why? Uh, you got a, Qualifying is a big challenge. I think somebody else made that point there. Um, so for, you know, for a lot of countries, qualifying is, is a real challenge. And I think the whole package that the Olympics presents in terms of um, the, the hype in terms of the pressure that you get you're under from your country, from, from just from everything, I think it's so massive. You've got to deal with so many more elements. I think it's uh, it's it's a more difficult race to do, and it's a lot more competitive. Um,
0: yeah, I would agree with the competitive. I, I do think the Olympic guys, it's a, there's a lot more guys who can win the race, mm. whereas in, in Ironman at the moment, there's probably... Eight guys can go into a race and win it. But like
1: everybody out there, I would much rather it be a non-drafting race, but it's just physically not possible. Um, I would love to
0: see if Ironman became an Olympic sport, what would happen to Kona. Mm. That would be an interesting thing. So I think
1: what Stephen said, if if there was
0: a long-distance race at the
1: Olympics versus Kona, then um, I think I'd probably still take the long-distance Olympic medal, but that would be it would be very very interesting to see what would happen. Well, it would hurt, Kona, kind of, surely. So, oh, it would definitely it. in the it would year of the Olympics, kill it for that year. Yeah, um, but it would be it would be fascinating. But it's not going to happen. No, but Do you know, I think it will. I don't think so. I think
0: they're trying to exclude sports
1: now rather than bring more in. And it wouldn't be a great spectator sport. But we've had this debate
0: before. Yeah, but, but we kind of would work in the Olympics because you watch it for 10 hours in a day. Mm. You know what I mean? You could have crosses going back to it. Yeah. You know, like, if anything, it's the Olympics is probably the best time to have it. Yeah. yeah. So mm. Interesting. Oh, discussions, John. Don't you love know, them? this is the longest ever intro <laughs> on news. <laughs> oh, that's the news and whatever, long... It's going to be an hour for news. It's going to be the show. (laughs) It's going to be the show. It is the cone special. (laughs) Here we go. Are we going
1: to do anything else? Uh, Just we'll just have a pause. Okay, here we go. We had to have one piece
0: of music. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: like, this is the funniest show of all time. It's just been a new show. I've overcompensated for the content. Oh, you've
0: like, we've got another three hours content here if you wanted to. Nice, so we could do the longest show of all time.
1: Age group of the week, product review center. we got high five. High five. it's all coming up next week. Heaps of questions. Yeah, uh, all coming back to you next week. Actually, uh-huh. we'll give this one a mention. Um, we got uh, somebody sent in a uh, a reply to the two guys that got busted are the world champs oh, for... Oh, um, okay,
0: so I hope this page will fix up and I can pull up yeah. who it was. But, um, the, we had a comment... A Belgium, the, the, the duathlon champs.
1: Yeah, basically the reason they the first and second got disqualified was apparently one of them cut the other one off and they came off their bike. And, and they hate each other, eh? They hate each other and I think there was maybe a bit of intent <laughs> with the cut off. Yeah. So they both got disqualified and now apparently they're sitting down with the Belgian Federation trying to figure it out. Um,
0: but it was a bit of a. They'd much rather another country would win than their rival wins. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, thanks uh, for our Belgian reporter. Bevan's computer's frozen. So Well, we word is
0: dear, million I need a new computer. Yeah. Um, what are we saying? What are we saying? Sponsors. Sponsors. We've got a bit of news on the sponsors this week. First of all, uh, tribus.com, they're going to be pretty bloody happy because Corey, the sponsored athlete, took it out. Mm. Now Cam, if you could actually hook us up with an interview because mm. I imagine Corey's quite hard to get hold of right now. He's a I lot can of... email Corey. I'm, I'm... You're yeah, a Cam's got a bit more, you know, uh, tight Mate, I was uh, Okay, There's a the challenge between John and Corey My, uh, when we look at my French club that I used to
1: race for now We've got the uh, two-time Olympic medalist Bevan Doherty and world champion Craig Watson, who is a um, world championship bronze medalist Paul Amy, multiple world champion And Craig Alexander, Hawaii Ironman And,
0: and John Newson, world top podcaster That's right, that's <laughs> what Belinda said, what have you done? <laughs> Did she... No, there's been three, three, three of us that haven't quite, uh, three Kiwis that haven't quite. Pack it up. We've in. had a bigger impact on sport than most people. Exactly. Pfft. See, I put myself in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't come this Okay, so can get an interview. that would be great. And I'll, I'll follow up too. Whoever gets there first. Yeah, because we hopefully can get it before competitor. If right. we get it this Friday, because <laughs> we'll get it. If we get it, if, if you know, listen. We'll watch out for iTunes this week. If we get, um, carry on before next week's show, we'll put it up early. Hmm. Okay, it so, might not be a show next week. No, there just won't be a show to count for that. Okay. Yeah, but if we can get get him on Friday. But if you want to listen to the interview that Cam did last week, now he did an interview of Corey before the race... Mm. And we are going to check it on the show, but obviously we've talked too much now. So, um, you go to trybuys.com com and you guys, you keep talking. I'm it was, going to pull it
1: up. Just, there's a link on the on the homepage there. You can listen to the interview with um, with Curry Yeah. And neither of us have listened to it. yet but apparently it's got some good stuff. Yeah, John Hancock
0: it. wrote through and said it was a really great interview. Yeah. yeah.
1: And while you're on trybuys just spend a little bit of money, and they've got lots of uh, always good specials on there. Spend over five hundred US anywhere in the world to get stuff shipped for free. Gonna Love If You're going to get a wetsuit or something like that. Team up with somebody if you get two wetsuits, they'll probably uh, take you. It's a no brainer, John. It is. Americans, free shipping on $200 US or over. Game on com. We had some really good feedback actually this week from. Um, Bainesy. Bainesy on Athlinks. He said, you know, normally he'd go onto Athlinks. Um, submit no, a race sub- and stuff. Submit a race and you have to go in and claim his results. But he said the last couple of times he's been onto Athlinks, his race has already been up there and he's just been able to go in and claim his results. So they're, they're speeding that process up, which is fantastic. And they're yep. really.
0: Well, the thing is, they're not speeding it up, is you guys are speeding it up because mm. someone else has actually claimed it. So and it's really becoming a global site you know yeah. when,
1: we, when they first came on board with us it was, it was a lot of American results but yeah. it certainly is global now and the other thing that's um, I think been going ahead well but still got um, some work to do is the mapping features so and the mapping you know if you're going to do anything do that because it's awesome eh? and that's going to help everybody you know if we can get, if they can get that rolling really well I just love how it maintains the history oh yeah yeah that's really great you know like, it's awesome so if you didn't listen to last week's show basically you go onto your results page there's a little mapping icon next to your results if it's not there, it means somebody else has already mapped it. Just click on that; it brings up Google Maps. You go into there, map where that race is, and they've got historical data in terms of the weather um, and the conditions. And uh, it's it's going to be a really good feature.
0: Um, coffees of Hawaii. So said did you watch the video? I didn't. But did he race or not? Yeah, he did. He did it like ten and a half. Oh. He did a pretty bad run. Albert, you've got to stop serving up coffees. You've got to delegate. Okay, next year. Next year. Next year. Next year, when we're there. We'll I'll see. be on the boat for you exactly and Five. we'll do a show on the boat Oh, might be bad for a computer <laughs> could be we could try we
1: could try and figure out a way to get out there we'll make but, it work yeah no next year we'll be your coffee bitches Yeah.
0: and uh, we'll be out there so you can pr- you can just yep. chill out and and train. when you guys swim out to the boat you'll see John and I exactly it's a win win it is oh it's exciting time um, so they sent through a video Albert, they got a really good interview on the boat of some German triathlete magazine Yeah. and it was great when I went and watched it didn't understand the thing they said oh <laughs> was All German, but they showed you how it all worked and stuff. And there were lots of people swimming out to the boat and stuff. Cool, great PR. Cool, uh, Yeah. Uh, we'll be near next year, hopefully. So, if you want to support coffee of Hawaii, obviously go on this site, buy some coffee. They have free, not free shipping. Discount is I think it's like twenty percent off of I am Talk. I'm Talk. They actually knew the name before we went there.
1: New name what?
0: A new name. Oh, okay. Because I am Talk. Yeah. Yep.
1: Cool. Cool. Um, and. If you yeah, at the bottom of the homepage at coffeesofhawaii.com dot com, they've got a link there, and they've got lots of pictures from Kona as well. As yeah, well.
0: they the really put. Pri- the the, did you watch the dolphin ones and stuff like that? I saw the pictures. I didn't yeah, watch any of the clips.
1: That was bit. great. dot yeah. com for all your coffee needs.
0: Great. So, uh, yeah. Anything else? S- Solid show. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what I asked me to do. Okay, bite Tuesdays. You've got till tomorrow, basically, haven't you? Yep. So basically, you've got until midday Wednesday,
1: the fifteenth of October, New Zealand time to to get your jersey order in, so
0: get it in uh, nice and quick. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it's too late, too mate. late. Too too late mate. mate. Too late, mate. Too late, mate. Right, um, the Aussies have to be pretty happy, don't they? What's that? Well, they've won Kona twice
1: now. That's true. Two different yeah. people. Three, well, three three males. So Welshie, yeah, and Crowy. and, and then McKayle
0: Jones won the girls. Yep, it was McKayle Jones, I think that Paula wasn't too happy with. Right. It was it was pretty funny. Oh, I was like, oh, good. a bit of in the room. Oh, okay. I do wonder to myself when you get someone like Michaeli Jones when they're doing the interviews, and you do like Michaela Jones, she's giving her opinion, and then you have someone like Paula who's won it like eight times. Yeah. And Paula's saying to herself, "What do you know? I've won it eight times." Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay, so uh, if you want to buy anything, buy it on Amazon.com. Fill the wiki page up. Uh, great. We love the wiki page. What else do we do? We're going to talk about the new thing, or we're going to wait? I don't know what the new thing is. Oh, I might as well leave that till next week. Okay, next, you... week, next week we've got some exciting news. Mm. Um, okay, John, what have you been up to? And what are you going to be up to?
1: I've been up how to... How was your triathlon been... camp?
0: It was pretty good, actually. Really? Um, but the, yeah, my high five for next week is going
1: to be how to survive magpie attacks. I got savaged. I rode home from Hamden. 145k to my place. And, 145?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Totally. Um, and I, I think I averaged... You know, 30, 35 or 34k an hour. I man, you must have that, But Come on, let's be honest. You often get a good wind and it's downhill the whole
1: way. I had, I had a little tailwind <laughs> it was downhill, but I was still. Uh, I, um,
0: still, nice effort, mate. It was a good nice effort. I love your work. Um, but the magpies, man. How's the camp?
1: The camp was good. Yeah. No, I mean, there's some great performance. A lot of the, the athletes that go up there are. Uh, um, so are Ironman athletes or aspiring Ironman athletes, yeah. and a lot of them, you know, biked up there on um, Friday, which is a, from QE2 is 135k. Yeah, had a pretty solid day on Saturday. We did a swim and then a little bike run race, and then a, a bit, and then a, a long run in the afternoon. And do and you do time. like
0: education so, sessions and stuff?
1: We do some. Yeah, and uh <laughs> you love no. And we we tried to make it a little more social this year. Last year, you know, I was doing talks every night, and it was all good stuff. But a lot of the, the thing about the campus, it's very very social. Yeah, and you know, interestingly, we had a lot you should of. Should've got me there for games night. We, we might invite you next year. Yeah, um, we had a lot of females on the campus, same as last year. I think. What, once, you get a bit too you, social once you <laughs> get past that tipping point. I think the females just go boom, and they're all in, and, and we hardly had any males up there. So. Um, a lot Boys, of-
0: for next year, if you're single, I'm just saying. Single in
1: Christchurch. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> Game on. And she what do you have about to do for it? the rest of the week? Uh, How's the house going? Are you selling it? Oh, no, not yet. Not it's not a good time yet. to be selling. It's not a good time to be selling, but we'll just we'll, we'll wait and see. Don't look at other houses yet. No, we, we're not really. We're just going to wait and see.
0: Because you get excited, you see, and then you'll buy a house and then you'll buy a double loan and then, yeah. you know, the world's crowned to crumble. Yeah, and the exchange rate's good, though, so
1: that's on the up. Oh, that's and good. what about you be exciting
0: time well I had, a, I had an awesome weekend actually because I took my daughter to Mount Summers and we walked up oh, Mount Summers there, yeah. yeah and it was really awesome actually I was really proud of my daughter because it was a tough walk and it took us about four hours so that was pretty cool and then I did my game of rugby league I, I went to watch a mate who was playing his last mm-hmm. game ever and then one of my very best friends when I was younger was there and he said why don't you put on a jersey mate <laughs> and I was like yeah why not and I was loving it man I was still pretty sharp and I scored a yeah. try and I set up another yeah. try and I was making lots of breaks and loving tackling and stuff and then second half I crumbled popped my quad I popped my shoulder I've done my elbow I haven't been honestly I'm in more pain than what I'd be after an Ironman so I won't be doing that ever again but that was good and uh, this week I'm off to Australia got my family holiday so I'm actually I'm doing two things this week, I'm having a romantic week with Joe, yeah. because obviously I'm away for a bit, I'm actually quite away quite a lot now, because I go to Australia, and mum, dad, my sister and her partner, and their three kids, and then myself and my daughter are all going together, so it's going to be pretty cool, mm-hmm. and then I get back for about three days, we have to do a couple of shows in there, because then I go to Great. Hong Kong, <laughs> Taipei and China. Right. Mm, so it's a busy time for me. putting pressure on me. Yeah, so you better find some I'm going to be away a bit as well, so. Where are you going?
1: No, no, exciting. just camps and stuff, but oh. yeah. Um, busy times, yeah. So. Busy times, people. You, you, anticipating a few family domestics over in Australia. No, because that family's pretty tight. We actually get
0: on really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Surely if it's at at that 26. time of the month when my mum, but she's past that age now. Yeah. She's of that age where she doesn't get any more. Right. Because she was a wild woman, you know, when I was younger. Yeah. You yeah, always knew just to shut up and not <laughs> say a thing. She would go crazy. She was a nut bar, eh? Oh, but yeah. then once the change of life, mate, it's great. Oh, great. I'm sure, sure Nits loving that I'm saying this. Yeah. Mighty
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm Russ.
0: I'm Mindo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Uh, just on a sad note, we're uh, going to dedicate today's show to a friend of John and I, a guy called Chris McAteer, who uh, has just passed away which is kind of sad ways. And, uh, mm. yeah. So,
1: very good triathlete, um, world championship medalist.
0: Yeah, and a real, real trucker. And uh, it's kind of sad how it's all turned out for him. But, um, mm. yeah, it's definitely sad. Um, so, we are just sending a love out to him and his family.